Hello, this is Tammy Duffy, CEO of Elber's Dream. Today we're going to talk about compassion fatigue. Let's talk about what is it, the difference between burnout and compassion fatigue, and the results of some of the studies carried out on compassion fatigue, and what are some of the symptoms. This will be a new podcast that will be made available for free on Spotify. This is the first of many. So what is compassion fatigue? It's also referred to as secondhand shock, secondary stress reaction, or as Figley in 1982 called it, the cost of caring for others in emotional pain. It's defined as a sort of stress that comes from helping or wanting to help those who are traumatized or under significant emotional distress. COVID brought on a lot of compassion fatigue in many industries and for many people. Even though CF is occasionally referred to as burnout, it is a marginally diverse concept. Unlike burnout, CF is extremely treatable and maybe less expected while burnout typically occurs over time. Several cases of burnout occasionally involve the person undergoing it while changing careers or professions, but often actions can be taken to avert or treat CF before change in the work environment is necessary. The grand exit of many people in careers during and after COVID has really demonstrated CF in our in our marketplace. The helping field has progressively begun to identify that workers are extremely affected by the work they do. This may be through direct contact with traumatic occasions, for instance, working as a paramedic, police officer, or emergency healthcare worker, working at a shelter, an animal shelter, etc. Secondary exposure can be defined as listening to clients talk about their trauma that they've experienced assisting people who have been mistreated or in the child protection field or also the full scale in between working with clients who are chronologically in anguish, observing people's incapacity to recover from their problematic life conditions or feeling destitute amidst poverty and emotional suffering. The work of helping necessitates specialists to open their hearts and minds to their clients and patients Regrettably, this empathetic behavior is what causes helpers' susceptibility, allowing them to become extremely affected and perhaps damaged by their amazing work. So let's kind of understand the difference between burnout, compassion, fatigue, and vicarious trauma. These three terms are harmonizing yet diverse from each other. CF pertains to the deep emotional 
and physical corrosion of the mind that takes place when helpers are unable to replenish and rejuvenate. In 1995, Perlman invented the term vicarious trauma, or VT. It explains that specialist philosophical worldview changes when they help traumatized clients. Helpers notice their essential opinions about the world are transformed and perhaps even impaired by being continually exposed to traumatic situations. Burnout is a phase, phrase used ever since the early 80s to define the physical and emotional fatigue that workers can experience when they have low job gratification and feel incapable and inundated at work. But burnout doesn't essentially mean that our opinion of the world has been tainted or that we've lost the capability to feel compassion for others. Burnout happens in many levels. You know, in corporate America, the behaviors got really bad during COVID. There are companies that would allow male employees to expose themselves on calls, teams calls, and do nothing about it. It was almost as if they were rewarded. They were promoted after performing these acts. Those types of behaviors can all create burnout as well. As stated by Perlman in 86, burnout can be fixed effort changing jobs can be one of the quickest ways to find relief from job-related burnout, but it's not as simple as this for CF and VT as helpers can concurrently experience CF and VT. The effects can develop over a while with symptoms becoming more obvious in both their personal and professional lives, and both are a specific occupational threat of working within the helping field. As a helping professional, the variance defined may not generally be significant to make. It is only significant as it helps you understand the donating factors that lead to evolving CF or VT. The more that is known about the issue, the better it is for the development of strategic measures to avert, control the effect of what is experienced. An understanding of where one's personal compassion lays can be achieved by using a ProQual test. And we'll talk about that as we go further into all of these modules. The scenarios to follow come from everyday challenges faced by any typical helping aid in various fields. For example, if the job is as a secretary to a police officer and this person has to deal with records of venomous sex offenders, they might be secondarily traumatized and intensely disturbed by the content of what they read. This can in turn distress a person's life, feelings, or safety for their children or their aptitude to watching television. Yet, 
a person may not essentially feel too tired to talk to their friend who is having difficulty at home and it may not even find that this has caused them to feel tired in their interface with coworkers. But then again, they may experience BTNCF collectively. If a person works as a nurse in palliative care, assisting patients who are dying of cancer, they may feel extremely weary, exhausted, and incapable of giving any more or unable to stop thinking about their patients after they leave work. That is compassion fatigue. They may also find that they have become obsessed with death, dying, and end-of-life matters. Over time, these may disturb their worldview and opinions about aging, cancer, or similar problems. And that would be VT. CF and VT are much more complex than simply being exhausted and overworked. They're often triggered by a battle between our intense values and the jobs worked at, a phenomenon called moral distress. Some of the signs and symptoms of compassion, fatigue, and vicarious trauma can be difficulty concentrating, invasive imaginings, feeling disheartened about the world, desperateness, tired, high attrition, helpers leaving the field, and negative outcomes to spirited cynical workers enduring the field, boundary violations. It has been revealed when helpers are strained by the nature of their work, they begin to show indicators that are comparable to that of their traumatized clients. Those symptoms can shape the workplace negatively and generate a toxic work atmosphere. People can also have compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma from dealing with a toxic boss, a bad manager, period. If a corporation habitually pushes women out of the workplace because of bad behavior by the men and it's never addressed, that definitely would be viewed as vicarious trauma. They carry that burden with them even after they leave. I hope you found this first module useful. The next module will focus on different studies that have been done for compassion fatigue. Thank you and have a great day. And thank you for listening to this podcast.